0: This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. So we've talked before on this show, obviously, about smart ways to bet, smart ways to go about betting. Uh, You know, usually like to avoid parlays, teasers, unless there's a real reason to make parlays, teasers, long shot bets. But let's face it, many of you out there, many people who have bet for a long time, who are just getting into sports betting, hey, they all like to put a little bit out there to win a lot. Now, am I completely... You know, innocent of this? Do I never do this? Follow every strict rule? Well, I try to, okay? When you're doing this every day, you really understand the little nuances and how the percentages really do add up. So hey, I try and stay away from the bad bets as often as possible, but I'll be the first to admit it. I like action. I like having some money out there. Uh, the, what was it? The Emmys, I think, something like that a couple nights ago where they give out the awards for TV shows. Well, hey, I knew my girlfriend was coming over. I wanted a little bit of action on the game or on the (laughs) whatever you call it award show. So I put two dollars or two bets down, one for ten dollars to win five hundred, and the other ten dollars to win six hundred. What was my thinking here? Was my thinking, oh man, these are really good positive EV bets. EV being expected value, positive EV bets. I'm, I'm projecting a a solid ROI on these. These are good value plays. No. No, that's what we always talk about on here. That's what 99% of my plays are. They're detailed. They're well thought out. But hey, sometimes you like to have a little bit of pizza money out there, right? You can you can go to the movies. You can go to dinner. You can have a nice night, All right, You could stay in and spend that money a different way. Some people like putting $10, $20, $30 on the football game. I, the other night, just preferred to do it on the Emmys. Hey, what are you going to do? Now I lost both bets, unfortunately. I know feel bad feel real bad for me out there but and it was actually kind of funny because i just made these stupid bets before the thing started and i'm sitting there with my girlfriend watching and she's just like she's just calling out all these winners as they happen and she knows apparently a lot about this stuff and i was like wow i should have maybe consulted you before i made my stupid bets on i don't even remember what it was it was a uh, outstanding comedy series i bet on a good place that was uh, a <laughs> That was 50 to 1. And then Schitt's Creek, that was 60 to 1. I'd never seen either one before. They were just like the two long shots. I was like, hey, 10 bucks wins $600? i will try it. But that leads me perfectly into today's point. Because like I started to say, or like I said in the beginning, that's very, very rare that I do something like that. It was a little bit of fun, 20 bucks, the Emmys. But the problem is that many of you out there like doing that every every day NFL Sunday or college football Saturday or in the uh, NBA or whatever it may be, a little bit to win a lot. And we're going to talk today about why that's not a good option, even though it seems like you're not risking that much money, right? I know a lot of people out there like to say, hey, every weekend I like to have a couple 10 team parlays, but it's not bad because I only put five bucks on each one. Hey, if I lose all four parlays, it's only 20 bucks in the weekend, not that big of a deal but it's not about how little you lose, how much you win. I mean, anybody can get lucky and have a big win. That's not what I'm saying, but it's about what you should expect and what you should expect over the long run if you're going to be doing this in sports gambling. So just to start off, gambling in general should not follow basic conventional economic rules. Now there's a phrase, conventional economic rules. Economists use it. I mean, anyone who's dealing in sports betting should know a little bit about conventional economic rules. And what these suggest is how humans and how people will react in given situations with risk, right? I mean, if you were to tell anybody, hey, uh, let's play a game, right? You give me $100 and I give you back $94.80. That sounds like a fun game, right? Well, conventional economic rules say people will not do this right? Conventional economic rules assume that people are rational. So if you say, hey, give me a hundred bucks, give me that hundred dollar bill in your wallet, and I'm going to give you back 94, 80. Nobody would do that. No rational person would do that. Yet every single day across the country, across the globe, rational, smart, educated people sit down at the roulette table with those exact same odds. Every $100 you gamble in roulette, you should expect to get $94.80 back. You should expect to lose just over 5 bucks out of every 100 And sports betting is even worse odds. The household in sports betting is even more. So, again, rational people make up the basis of conventional economic rules, but people don't act rationally when gambling. So let's do an experiment, okay? I want everyone listening right now to follow along as I give you three different scenarios for a bet, okay? I'll give you three scenarios. Remember, and in each scenario there will be two choices. So just remember in your mind which of each cho- or which of each scenario you would do, okay? So let's go 1 through 3 right now. Bet number 1. You have a 100% chance to win $5 or you have an 80% chance to win 625. Which would you prefer? Again, 100% chance to win 5 bucks, guaranteed 5, or there's an 80% chance you'll win 625. Which would you prefer? Question number 2. Again, that same 100% for the 5 bucks, would you rather be guaranteed the $5 or now I'm going to give you a 25% chance to win 20 bucks. Which one do you take? 100% to win the 5, guaranteed 5, or you want to roll the dice, 25% to make 20 bucks. Question number three, that same 100% to make five bucks, guaranteed, or would you rather have a 0.5% chance to make a $1,000? So again, guaranteed five bucks, Say, hey, give me the five, walk away, or you have a 0.5% chance to win a grand. Now, remember your answers in your head. This uh, experiment and this questionnaire was done. Uh, I got it from Wendover Productions. Wendover Productions is a YouTube channel. They do a whole bunch of stuff on economics. Uh, they're really good. And they did this survey. So let's go through the questions and see what they got as the responses and how that compared to what you said. Question number one, 100% chance to make $5 or 80% chance to make 625 75% of respondents answered they would rather have the guaranteed $5 rather than risking the 20% chance losing for the 625 Question number two, now we're getting into a 50-50 split. Half the people, 50% of the people, said they would take the 100% for the five bucks, no matter what, give me the $5, walk away. And half the respondents said they'd take the chance of the 25% for $20. So now it's about 50 50. Some people would still take the guaranteed five, some people would risk it for the 20. Now here's where it gets interesting. And this is where psychology kind of plays a part where people are willing to play risk. What do you think the results were when given the option to win $1,000? Uh, the 0.5% chance to win $1,000 or the 100% chance to win five. 64% of people chose the $1,000 option. So nearly two thirds of people would rather take the risk on winning $1,000 rather than the guaranteed five. Now, what do all three of these questions have in common? Believe it or not, every example I gave has the exact same monetary value. We just look at it differently, the way we perceive this information and the way we prefer to spend our money. If you have a 100% chance to win $5, an 80% chance to win 625 a 25% chance to win $20, or a 0.5% chance to win 1000 all of the numbers I just gave, have the exact same monetary value. It's all worth $5. If you play that, let's, let's go to question number two, right? 25% of the time, you're going to win 20 bucks. Well, let's say you that that applies to maybe roulette. Every time you roll, you spin the wheel, you know you're going to lose 3 out of 4, but every one out of 4, you win that $20. Well, all that means is every 4 spins, you're winning 20 bucks. What in they what in the example when you're guaranteed the $5? What do you win every 4 spins? You win 20 bucks. So, over the long run, if you were to replay these out over and over and over, Every single example I gave has the same monetary value, yet we look at each example very differently the way that we evaluate what $5 means to us and the way that we evaluate what $20 means to us and $1,000. Most of us are willing to take that risk for a lot of money knowing that we're just sacrificing the $5 or whatever it may be if we lose. So what does this tell us about people? And what does this tell us about how people approach betting? This is very simple to me and very clear. This says that people hate losing more than they like winning. Again, psychologically, losing $5 means so much more to, to the average person than winning $5 does. Again, with our example, everything was the same, but we don't evaluate it like that ourselves. Some things are worth more emotionally or personally, even though they're the same financially. It's very interesting when you start getting deeper and deeper and and talking to people about why they do this. Everybody wants to hit big, but what they don't understand is that they're actually risking more with parlays and frankly teasers than they would be making straight bets in the first place. Again, many people prefer to bet a little bit to win a lot, but unlike the earlier example where everything had the same monetary value, right? The example I just gave, sports betting presents diminishing returns over the long run with these type of bets parlays teasers and long shots now let's focus on parlays to start with and i did a a specific parlay podcast uh, a couple weeks ago i want to say i'm just scroll on down you should find it and what we talked about on there is there's very specific times when using a parlay is profitable and we won't get too much into parlays right now, but the answer is it's almost never profitable. It's almost never financially worth it. What happens is a lot of people will put you know eight, nine, 10 team parlays together and see this huge payout. You have to pay, you know 10 dollars to win a thousand, something like that. But what they don't understand is that parlays bring zero financial incentive. Unless the games are literally going on at the same time, you don't even have to make parlays. You could make those all in single bets, and you'd make the exact same amount. If you if you had an eight-team parlay, ten dollars to win a thousand in all eight games. Let's say they're staggered and they start you know eight separate days throughout the course of a week in in one day. There's no need to parlay those together. If you take that ten dollars and you bet it to win whatever it be ten, and then roll over that twenty, and you keep rolling it over. When you reach the eighth and final game, if you win all of them, you will end up with, with within pennies of what you would have made with the parlay. People think there's a financial incentive to making parlays. They're zero, absolutely zero at all, except now you've tied all those games in together. So if you go seven and one, you don't make anything. What if, what if you had an 18 parlay and you went seven and 0 to start off and you're waiting on that eighth game, okay? Well, In the earlier example I gave, it's called a mechanical parlay where you keep rolling it over in single bets from the beginning. Wouldn't you like the option after the seventh consecutive win to say, you know what, I'm going to take half my profit and just make sure I don't lose that and we'll put the other half on game number eight. Wouldn't you rather have the option to get off and to hedge and to make sure that you're financially profitable after all of these games? That's a simple, simple investment tactic that nobody understands. Because they type in the parlay, they see the parlay, and wow, 10 bucks wins a thousand, and people are just stupid, honestly. The ho- that's why the house keeps winning. I mean, again, if the games are going on at the same time and you want to get the parlay in, then you know, there's nothing you can do mechanically. The games are going on at the same time. But nobody really likes to spend a hundred dollars to win $100, right? That That's a classic bet. No one really likes to say, I'm going to spend 110 to win 100. People would rather spend 10 to win 100 on a 3 or 14 parlay. So essentially, what's happening here is there's a lower expected value and a lower expected return on parlays and teasers than there even are on single bets. So essentially what I'm saying is the average better with these parlays, long shots, te- What ends up happening is the average is losing over the long run by trying to avoid losing, (laughs) you know, the, the idea is I don't want to spend a hundred bucks and lose a hundred if I lose that game, that's a lot of money. But what they're not understanding is over the long run, you're going to lose more money anyway. Now, let me give you an example to quantify this because I know it can be a little bit confusing. If the average better, and again, we're not going to use professional numbers over here, folks. My portfolio over the last year or so is right around 58.5%, 59%. That's not average, okay? If you're all doing that out there, you should quit your job and start betting on sports right now, okay? This is not what we've been talking about. These are not pro numbers. This is for the average better. If the average better made 100 bets at 50 bucks, that seems, that seems reasonable. I think there's a lot of you out there who are making $50 bets or so. If the average better made 100 bets at $50, The expect the expectation on profit loss would be about negative two fifty. Every hundred dollars, you'd lose about two hundred and fifty bucks. That's not or excuse me, every hundred bets, you'd lose about two hundred and fifty bucks. If all bets are fifty dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean that's 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 spending money to have some fun. That'll likely last you over the course of maybe a season or so. And for two hundred and fifty bucks, that's doable for a lot of people and for what they're looking for. But again, it's a negative expected return, but only negative of about 250 bucks. Now, let's do the same example. If the average better not made 100 bets at $50 at -110, but now if that same person made 100 parlays, okay? Because the idea is, well, you know, we're obviously trying to win more by by creating these parlays, and so we're going to make a whole bunch of two-team parlays. It's amazing what happens to the expected return. The average better, every 100 two-team parlays, is expected to lose $450. (laughs) That is is essentially saying that there is a near 100% increase in the risk every time you make a a two-team parlay. Over the course of 100 bets, okay? Over the course of 100 bets with 50 bucks, you're going to lose almost double if you're making parlays, And just to kind of stratify that a little bit more and to give you an example, with an eight-team parlay, if you stop making single bets and every bet you make is an eight-team parlay, over those same 100 bets, your expected return would be almost negative $1,800. So think about the difference in if the average bettor made 100 bets at 50 bucks, you know, minus 110 the average game, they would expect to lose about 250 if that same person made 18 parlays instead of singles at the end of the 100 bets they would be down $1,800 i mean it's unbelievable the difference over the long run when you start crunching these numbers and and putting and and stratifying this data out And again, it doesn't seem like a lot, but people are bleeding themselves out slowly 20 bucks a weekend. And you may say, well, Tyler, I like to make $50 single parlays, minus 110, and then I like to make three or four $5 parlays. That's still not profitable. Anytime you make a parlay, even, and think about it like this. The average bettor is going to win about 50 to 51% of the time, right? So if you're betting $50 on a minus 110 game and you expect to win 50% of the time, Every parlay you make is going to chip... Let's say that parlay is negative 0.3% EV, okay? Well, now your EV total for that weekend, or whatever that round of games is, goes down to 49.7%. And p- decimals of a percent are huge in this. I mean, the, the m- margins are so razor thin that you really don't think about it. Again, would you rather spend 50 bucks on one game or would you rather spend... $5 on 10, 18 parlays. Many people out there do the do option B where they have eight parlays for five bucks instead of spending 40 or 50 bucks on one game with that great expected value. So again, this is so interesting and, and, and I'm going to preach it over and over and over that you have to make, if you're going to make money, right? If you're going to really make money, we always advertise for Wise Money Sports, the professional portfolio that you can follow along and uh, make your bets with, you know how many parlays they've had in the last year? I can probably count them on one hand. It's, uh, the only time you should ever make a parlay is when it's correlated, when there's something that will affect the outcome of something else, but that you can rarely get those down. There's a reason why often you can't parlay, let's say, an underdog with an under, or you can't parlay the, uh, a money line with an over-under because those are often correlated in games. What you can do, this is pretty popular amongst sharps, is let's say week 17 of the NFL. If there's one team that plays in the early games and then one team that plays later on, if the team playing later on needs something to happen in the, in the, in the earlier games, right? Let's say like the, the Chiefs and Chargers are battling out for the AFC West. Well, if the Chiefs play at 2 o'clock, Chargers play at 11, and the Chargers lose... That now solidifies the Chiefs' spot atop the AFC West. They may sit starters. They may not implement the same game plan they were going to. So those two things are correlated. So what you'll see often is the Chargers to win uh, uh, parlayed with the Chiefs to lose. Right. So that's just an example of how certain things can be correlated in parlays. Those are the only times you ever want to stack games together. So, I know it's easier said than done to sit there and have the money management and to make singles, but I'm telling you, we gave the example. If the average better made 100 bets at 50 bucks at minus 110, they're expecting to lose about 250 bucks. If the average better made 100 bets and all 100 are 18 parlays, now their expected return is negative $1,800 instead of negative 250. It doesn't seem like it week to week. You may have some big losses. You may have a couple weeks where you go 0 3, lose 150 bucks. But over the long run, you're expected to make almost 10. I should say this: you're expected to lose almost 10 times less by making singles than by making the 18 parlays. Over the course of 100 bets, you're expected to lose about twice as much just by making two-team parlays than you would making singles. Oh, folks, that was a lot today. I know that uh, the psychology of sports betting, to think we can do that all in 25 minutes is ludicrous. So, I mean, what we'll do throughout the year, probably every, every Tuesday or so, conceptual stuff. So we'll talk about this again, dive into teasers, parlays, things like that. But today was a nice introduction, the psychology of sports betting, why we like to bet a little to win a lot, and why it's usually not the good choice. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.